Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast with your host Ben Johnson. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to this episode. Remember, for all the latest martial arts movie news, reviews and information, head over to our website kungfumovieguide.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and we also have a monthly newsletter. That is the best way to not only keep up to date with all the latest news about this podcast but it is also a great way to get hold of free martial arts movie prizes so become a registered foo follower today by visiting kungfumovieguide.com type in your email address when prompted and then remember to verify your email address for your chance to win loads of cool stuff and don't forget if you do want to get in touch with us it's dead easy the email address is simply hello at kungfumovieguide.com Okay, so that's the housekeeping bit over and done with. Let's get on with the show. It's season four, episode 42. It's another action-packed double bill with not only one, but two great guests. So, without any further ado, here we go. Well, if you're really so determined to have a fight, then I'll oblige. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, followers of the Foo around the world. Thank you all so much for tuning into this episode, this new episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. It's episode 42. Believe it or not, we are whipping through this season of podcasts. Can't believe that uh, we are already in July 2019. This year seems to be just flying by. I do hope you have enjoyed the season so far and the array of different guests that we've had on the show. We have another absolute treat for you today. It's another double bill of top martial arts movie talent. In a little bit, we will be going over to hear from the stunt coordinator, martial artist and fight choreographer, Mindy Kelly. Mindy is the stunt coordinator on the new dark comedy, The Art of Self-Defense. This film is written and directed by Riley Stearns. It stars Jesse Eisenberg, Imogen Poots and Alessandro Nivola. It is released in theatres on the 12th of July. That's this Friday. It's quite an excellent film. It's an offbeat indie look at toxic masculinity. Jesse Eisenberg plays a geeky social outcast who takes up karate lessons after he's mugged. The film marks Mindy's feature film debut as a stunt coordinator after working on a lot of music videos and short films uh, and working as a stunt performer too. So we have that conversation coming up a little bit later in today's show. But before that, I have a quick chat with the great Janelle Smith. So I'm super happy to be able to share this uh, conversation with you. Janelle and I have been corresponding quite a bit over the years, but we have been waiting for the right opportunity to record a conversation. And you're about to hear that on this episode of the show. So Janelle is a martial arts instructor, producer, actor, stunt performer, fight trainer and choreographer. And she has been active in the movie industry for many years. She is based out of Austin, Texas, and she is the CEO of Iron Dragon Productions and its distribution channel Iron Dragon TV. Iron Dragon TV, or just IDTV, uh, offers a wide selection of movies, including many great action and martial arts films, and they're available in both high definition and 4K. IDTV is available now via Ultraflix and Roku, and as of last week, 
IDTV is now available in app form for Android users via Google Play and Amazon. So I have actually downloaded it myself. It's a very cool app and there's quite a few free fully streamable short films and there's some feature films on there as well and we're very much looking forward to seeing how that app develops over time. I will be putting links to the app in the description of this podcast and also on our website as well so if you want to go and check out this episode's page on kungfumovieguide.com you'll find all of the links there. Janelle continues to work on her own original content as well for IDTV. Current and past shows include the reality show The Next Dragon, Viva Latino and a new original series called Joaquin that's J-O-A-Q-U-I-N the trailer has now landed for Joaquin and you can now go and search for that to watch it Janelle also runs the annual Iron Dragon TV Action Fest this is a film festival which celebrates the best in indie martial arts action and it is now into its third year and they've had some really great guests and movie premieres in the past people like Tak Sakaguchi has been there uh, in previous years and this year's event will take place on the 10th of August in Austin, Texas. Head over to idtvactionfest.com for more information about this year's event. Janelle does a heck of a lot of work in supporting and contributing to the independent martial arts movie scene. She is also just an all-round awesome person and we strongly recommend that you go and check out some of the great work that she does. You can find out more about the channel at irondragontv.com and you can find out more about Janelle Smith by visiting janellesmith.com. So before I throw over to my conversation with Janelle, I did just want to say that during the conversation we do mention the UK equivalent of the IDTV Action Fest, which is called Fighting Spirit Film Festival. I'm sure followers of this podcast would no doubt have heard of the Fighting Spirit Film Festival by now, and I did just want to plug the work that Sue Cole does there in organising that event, and also let all of you guys know that the next Fighting Spirit Film Festival will take place in London on the 7th and 8th of September. More details about the movies and the guests that will be attending that and how you can buy tickets will be announced soon. Until then, head over to fightingspiritfilmfestival.com for more information. I will be going there, of course, this year, so if you are going, then certainly do pop over and say hello. The podcast budget, unfortunately, doesn't quite stretch to a flight over to Austin, Texas this year, so uh, that is a real shame. Uh, But hopefully, who knows, hey, maybe next year we might be able to attend the Iron Dragon TV Action Fest. So you can, of course, go back and listen to the previous episodes of the show where I have broadcasted live from the Fighting Spirit Film Festival. You can check out our archive now through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Acar, SoundCloud. There's loads of other podcast providers. Go online and check out those previous episodes if you don't already subscribe to the show then please do that is the only way to make sure that you never miss a new episode of the kung fu movie guide podcast and if you like the show and you like what we're doing here at the kung fu movie guide then please do remember to give us a star rating or write a little review or tell a friend Uh, whatever it is it all helps to promote the work that we're doing in supporting all of the talented people who work in the martial arts movie genre. Okay, I think that's quite enough from me for the time being. Let's throw over now to my conversation with Janelle Smith. This interview was recorded in late April of this year, 2019, over the internet. I will be back in a little bit to introduce our second guest on today's show. But before that, here we go. This is me talking to the producer, founder of Iron Dragon TV and all-round martial arts master, Janelle Smith. been teaching today yes (laughs) it's been a busy day i started out this morning uh teaching at our headquarters school the um we have a child a children's class that starts at 10 a.m so i ran out the door to help teach there yeah uh because i was meeting a few friends and then i had a second location i had to run to um teaching a self-defense leadership class for the university of texas so yeah busy day Busy day, but yeah. good. <laughs> Do you get many days off? Is it all sort of go, go, go? 
<laughs> well, you know, it's funny because um, it's it depends on how full my day is. I, I yeah. try to keep up with my calendar and not overfill it every day. Yeah. But there, I make sure that I do have one one or two days in there where I can just decompress. Sure. You know. And just kind of stare at a wall if I want to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know you. You've you've trained in a lot of different martial arts styles: taekwondo, kickboxing. Um, there's two gong mu style as well, which I've been reading about. I hadn't actually heard of that style, so that sounds quite interesting as well. So, what what sort of things are you teaching people? Yes, so I actually do still teach kickboxing, yeah. and I teach that um, at one of the larger gyms in Austin. Sure. And then I, um, my main passion, and now I'm trying to focus more on teaching just traditional martial arts, yeah. and that's the Tukong Musul, as you said. And Tukong, I discovered, actually I was a black belt in Taekwondo for a couple of years, and I was still teaching kickboxing, and I had uh, a black belt join my class, and I remember thinking, you know, he was on the back row, and it was a big class, maybe 40, 50 people, but certain people will catch your attention. So I noticed his kicks were like pretty intense and pretty amazing. And he came to me after class, he said, you know, my name is uh, Master J. Davis and I teach Tukong Musul and you kick my butt. (laughs) (laughs) So it's a good introduction. It was a very good introduction. So like I said, at the time I was already a black belt in Taekwondo. I really never thought about switching styles. But when I met um, Master Jay Davis at the time, he showed me one of the forms, one of the black belt forms. And I was hooked. I said, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. I have to learn. What is it about this style then that you think makes it so strong, do you think? Whether it's zero, one, two, three, or four, you cover every distance. Yeah. And it's from, you know, takedowns, elbow strikes, punches, kicks, jump kicks, to weapons. Mm -hmm. So we cover every distance and Mm -hmm. groundwork. And the flip side of that is that it's a lifetime of learning because it's encompass basically encompasses every style. Like Taekwondo, we have those kicks. Yeah. We have some jujitsu. We have groundwork. We have some. Ju- we have a lot of judo, a lot of throws. So if you think about studying each art individually, how long it will take to go up the ranks to learn the style effectively? Well, we have a bit of that in in Tukong and it's a traditional martial art yeah so it's it's uh deep rooted in tradition respect all of those tenets that as a good martial artist should learn yeah yeah uh, you know the philosophy side otherwise we're just street fighting yeah. you know yeah so i mean you've studied the martial arts for you know over two decades now mm-hmm. there must still be things about it that you're learning every day uh, do you do you yeah. find that with the martial arts yeah yeah it's you know, I walk in every day as a white belt in my yeah. mind <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I never know. I'm like, oh, okay, that's, you know, you just have moments of like epiphanies, like, ah, I remember practicing that 10 years ago or five years ago, and now it makes sense. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I see people going up the ranks and first degree black belts, or they're trying to attain their first black belt. And I look back, you know, on my journey and I think, wow, I, I feel like I really didn't know anything when I first got yeah. my first black belt. <laughs> it's like you start all over as a white belt. Yeah. Uh, you know, things just start making sense. How do you look at, say, the mixed martial arts nowadays? It sounds like Tukong is a sort of hybrid style. Is that is is that fair to describe it that way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would say so. Yeah, because it, it definitely lends itself to someone if they chose to do, you know, a mixed martial art. Because to me, it was kind of like an, a first mixed martial art, you know, yeah. uh, for me, learning oh, okay, we, we do this, and we do this, and you learn this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's really lends itself to that. Um, you know, for MMA now, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, I, I'm noticing more traditional martial artists coming into the sport, and they're bringing in good philosophy, because um, I'm not a big fan of the, you know, trash talk and everything. You know, I know they have to sell tickets. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I understand that. It's partly entertainment. But I still think you can be entertaining and still 
you know, hold those traditions of a good martial artist, respect, yeah. tradition, all of those, you know. Yeah. Do you think some of that's gone out the window a little bit lately, you know? I think so. Yeah. yeah, because it's a lot of entertainment. You know, I would prefer people seeing good, you know, um, humble, traditional martial artists coming in and showing that respect to each other. Yeah. And that way it gives the sport a better name. Otherwise, you know, once again, you're back to just, just like a street fighter. You know, I see yeah. a lot of people training hard at the gym, punching the bags. They know maybe they have some good technique, you know, going into the gym, but they're missing out on the to me, the most important part is the philosophy and, and yeah. why we train and, and the discipline side. So um, I'm, I, I'm hoping it gets back to that. I've always done things on my own. <laughs> Good. Then let's see what you can do. You were born in Austin, is that is that right? Yes, I'm a homegrown Austinite. Yeah, yeah. Very, very rare these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what your first sort of memories were of, of, of martial arts? Was it through the movies? I think you were a, a fan of the movies growing up. Is that is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've always been a fan of martial art movies. Every Saturday afternoon as a kid, I would watch, we had something called Kung Fu Theater. Sure. And it would come on, I, I guess around 12 o'clock. And I remember running to the TV, turning it on and thinking, oh, it's, you know, Kung Fu Theater time. Yeah. I'm so excited. We never had that in the UK. And it's it's a real shame. They just showed like old school, you know, those old Chinese Kung Fu movies then, did they? Just over yeah. uh, during the day. Yeah, during yeah. the day, every Saturday afternoon, it was, you know, a lot of old school uh, films. And um, I'm trying to remember if, you know, they had any of the Bruce Lee films, sure. you know, Enter the Dragon. They probably did. Um, but yeah, I, I loved Kung Fu Theater. That was my favorite. And then, of course, you know, David Carradine came along with his show that actually Bruce Lee wrote. Yeah. That all was for Bruce Lee. Yeah, yeah. And I, I grew up watching that. And um, and then another show, one of my favorites, uh, Billy Jack. Sure. That was a bit more intense for a kid. I don't know how I was able to watch it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah did your parents mind that you were, you know, this small girl there watching these um, violent kung fu movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I was able to sneak out and watch them, you yeah. know. Um, but I, growing up, I was a cheerleader, baton twirler, gymnast. You know, I've been active all my life. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um, but I've always had a fascination for martial arts because I could see the beauty, you know, the movement, the artistry and um, and then learning the martial side. I just thought that was so cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've always been a big fan. And of course, my dad, you know, being raised by someone who loves boxing and, sure. and wrestling, you know, he would take me to boxing matches and wrestling matches. My whole family, you know, I have nephews and nieces that uh, were well, mostly nephews that you know love the sport of boxing and wrestling and um so we have a pretty active family yeah but for me i i now that i think about it of course i am the only female besides my daughter she is a black belt now Fantastic. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah yeah so she got her black belt at age 13 she started wow. training with me when she was four yeah yeah was there there was no compromise that she was deaf she was getting into the martial arts then oh there was yes. no, yeah. no choice <laughs> <laughs> no choice yeah. no my other my oldest daughter i did give her a choice she was more into gymnastics sure but my youngest i said no you're gonna go with me you don't yeah. have a choice and i'm glad i did and she's glad you know yeah. i can tell the difference in their lives um you know my youngest has more focus, and I yeah. think that's where you really see it. So you would recommend that to any um, child, I guess, as they're developing, that martial arts, yes, it's the self-defense side of it, but obviously that idea of bringing out the, the self-confidence in people. I mean, you must see that when you're, when you're teaching younger people. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yes. And it's amazing. The more I teach kids now, I, you can see who the naturals are. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you see immediately. I have a couple of kids now that I'm like, oh my gosh, these, these kids are amazing. You yeah. know, and they're only four years old. <laughs> yeah. My superior kung fu will finish you off. I used to do some um, stunt doubling and stunt yeah. choreography myself, but I've moved, I think, more into the producing side. Yeah. And, um, you know, because there's so many other talented people, you know, coming up. And I'm, 
I'm like, okay, these people need to be choreographing. They're really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And do you spot those people just through the teaching that you do in the martial arts and you say, hey, you've got the skills, you'd look really good on camera? Is that how that, oh, yes. that works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And that's a great thing being in the field, you know, still teaching in the martial arts. I can see that immediately. And Austin is getting, you know, we have a pretty good population of stunt people now. Um, You know, it's kind of gone in waves because Texas, we had some really good film incentives. Yeah. And then the, um, you know, those were taken away. But now it's getting back to where it used to be. So we're getting a few more film projects in Austin. You see Austin developing and growing as a, a center for movies then? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, I've since, you know, lost a few of my stunt people that I used to use to, you know, Hollywood. They're now yeah. in L.A. A few, a few of them have moved there. Um, and it's good because there is still a lot of work there. You know, they can get work a lot easier here. It's not as, um, there aren't as many action projects going on unless, you know, I'm working on them or there's a few other producers, but, um, you know, I am still pretty tied into the stunt world. And then of course I have the film festival, which helps me promote anything action. Yeah. 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 I want to, I want to come on to that just in a, in a second, but I'm wondering what sort of tips then do you give to people if you spot a raw talent and you're like, okay, you know, have you thought about the movies and then what sort of advice do you actually, you know, give to people about getting into the stunt world and getting into movies? Yeah, I usually just tell people, keep training, keep training, get your name out there, you know, get in involved in some networking groups with the film community. And because you never know, there could be a project coming up. And um, just the more tied in you are with networking in in the entertainment industry, the better it is. And I think now with social media, it's it really does help. Yeah. Um, You know, everyone who's a stunt person or stunt coordinator or choreographer we all kind of know we're on each other's radars <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and i guess you know you're you if you're teaching you know like-minded people who want to get into the movies and then that's that's its own community in itself isn't it exactly yes there's so much opportunities out there for indie filmmakers and um you know i've seen so many just grow and develop, you know, starting out, you you see some of their short films and then the following year they're even better. And, you know, it's really neat to see. So there's a lot of talent out there. Yeah. And I suggest, I just say, just do it, you know, don't wait around. If there's not a project going on, find someone who will film it, do a short scene, you know, um, work on some, always work your craft. That's basically, you know, the best advice I can give is, constantly work your craft if you're not doing it you're going to get rusty and and you won't be ready for the opportunities so ceo of iron dragon productions and obviously running also with iron dragon tv um yes. do you want to just sort of explain the origins of of that and how how, how this company came about Yes, um, Iron Dragon Productions, my production company, started 2008, 2009, or, yeah, somewhere around there. It's it's a blur now. Um, Basically, I was starting to, um, I noticed a trend with the stunt community, and I said, you know, I need to start creating some projects. So my first one was um, creating and developing uh, The Next Dragon. Yeah, and um, I developed that, and we did a really awesome trailer promo and everything. Submitted it to the um, Producers Guild of America. They had a competition, and um, I won. So I went to LA and I won a development deal with Ryan Seacrest Productions. Yeah, and um, and then shortly after, he got a new VP of development, and they called me up and they said, Janelle, you know, we love your show. You won the money. You won the the award but i think ryan seacrest productions wants to go more in the direction of the kardashians and shows like that and i said yeah that's they're doing well so why not (laughs) so um i i won but i didn't have to sign over my rights to my show so i was able to get the rights back yeah and so i still own the rights to the next dragon and um so you know i put it on the back burner 
you know, a year or two later, I went to the American film market back in Hollywood, met someone else, and we decided to launch a martial arts channel, a 4K martial arts channel yeah. on Ultraflix. And um, so I went out and got content, developed this cool channel, Iron Dragon TV. And um, now my next phase is I still have some of my content on Ultraflix, the 4K channel, but I'm in the process of launching my own app now. This is an IDTV app, is that right? Yes, yeah, correct. Great, and you still get access to the the TV content. The, do you, the, the, the movies that you show through the TV channel, but this is done through, through its own app? Right, yeah. that's what we're moving into. So right now I have um, the standalone channel for Iron Dragon TV on Roku, Yeah, and I'm working with, um, my app developers to create the standalone app. So it's basically video on demand and you can, you know, pay four ninety nine, download the app and have unlimited indie action. We should say this is a dedicated martial arts and action channel. This shows things like classic kung fu movies but you've got some jackie chan stuff in there there's some donnie yen movies all the big names are in there it's such an awesome thing obviously for our listeners this is a great thing if they don't know about it already then they should definitely go and check it out um how do you find run running a a tv channel like this because obviously streaming services are, are big there's netflix there's amazon there's a lot of competition out there well you know it's a niche market yeah and um the great thing is i'm in it i mean i'm a fan myself yeah. So, you know, my my small circle, you know, they know I'm a martial artist and I love the genre. Yeah. So to have a martial arts channel is natural for me. But um, the on the technical side, it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not cheap. No, no. <laughs> it's expensive. Technology yeah. is, is expensive. And trying to do this, you know, as an entrepreneur, businesswoman myself, you know, raising money to develop all of this is, it's been a challenge. It really has. Yeah. Um, the channel's made some money, but, you know, I'm not Hollywood. I'm not yeah. Netflix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it is a market that's growing. And, um, you know, I, I see the trend, you know, and I, I think it will continue to grow. Yeah. So I hope Iron Dragon TV can be along and, and grow with it, you yeah. know, and be a, the go-to channel for yeah. everyone, whether I, it's indie action or big blockbuster action. Yeah, yeah, because you do have a range of stuff on there as much as I've, you know, I've highlighted the martial arts stuff, but it's not just solely martial arts. The martial arts film fan is, you know, very devout and very loyal. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just something I've noticed since running the website and the podcast and stuff. You know, people are really into this stuff and the niche market you know if that's your differentiator it's quite a strong one you must experience that running that tv channel a lot of people are just super happy that a channel like that just even exists in the first place (laughs) yes yes i and i'm glad they 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 you know enjoy it and i'm working hard on my end to get more content yeah um, you know, because there's so much really good action films. I, I know um, when I was in China, I had the opportunity to che- teach at a university in Chengdu, China back in 2011, I think it was. Yeah. And while I was there, I was there about 10 days, just, you know, I'd go to my hotel room and turn on the TV and there was so much cool action. Yeah. Just, you know, their everyday like soap operas, of course, have the most beautiful yeah. <laughs> fight scenes, you know, and I'm like, wow, I'd love to get this on Iron Dragon TV someday. Is that easy to do something like that? I guess it's just setting up lots of meetings with the right people, is it, I guess? To... Right. Yeah. It's um, There's distribution companies, you know, there's a gazillion distribution companies. So you just have to find the right distribution company and get the right content. Yeah. And then, you know, not everyone wants to, you know, get their content. They want to stream it themselves. So, um, you know, there's always that. But there is a lot out there, and I'm trying to partner and align my company with the right distribution companies to get some really good action. Yeah. And, you know, I'm also trying to develop my own original 
content. Yeah, um, that that's the that's the key thing, isn't it? I guess, and that being a producer yourself and running the production company, you know, that's the you know you're also owning the channel of distribution. That's quite a, a good setup, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. yeah. it's been work though. I am yeah. not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> it may look or I may make it sound easy, but it's not. It's yeah. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of meeting the right people, getting the right people in line. You know, getting the right technicians, finding people that can develop the app, develop the technology. Um, You know, otherwise everyone would have a streaming app, you know. Um, It's it's been a challenge, but, you know, I'm, I am always up for a challenge because like I said, I'm a martial arts myself. So, you know, there are days I go into the dojong and I'm on fire and there are days I'm crawling in. Yeah. With regards to the original content that you're producing, could you give us just a, a sort of uh, a brief overview of, of some of those projects, maybe some ongoing projects or things that you've got in, in the pipeline coming up that you're that you're quite excited about? Yes. Well, you know, going back to, you know, our earlier conversation when I won the development deal and then I got my, my rights back to the next dragon, that was another big reason I wanted to develop my own streaming platform was I said, okay, I'm just going to produce this myself and stream it myself. So um, now that I have a streaming channel and now I I would like to get the next Dragon reality show, you know, launched on Iron Dragon TV. And right now I'm in production with another show called Joaquin and that's a little darker. Yeah. Um, I see darker. It's just um, it's going to have some really cool action, you know, coming out of Austin. We're using local stunt people here. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's um, kind of you know fighting evil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's going to be a cool show. Look at you! You're great. Attack again. <laughs> There's a film festival here. I think you've spoken to Sue Cole. Do you know Sue Cole here in the UK? Runs Fighting Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. In my conversations with Sue, she always talks about yourself and the great work that you do at Iron Dragon TV uh, and through the the film festival as well. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's great because there aren't many outlets out there really for indie filmmakers to – get their stuff shown as well are they it's uh, you know and and what you're doing you're providing a great platform to get people to see their stuff yeah yeah because you know i'm a fan at the end of the day i'm like you and like everyone else i love watching this stuff and i want to give them those opportunities you know to showcase their their work because as we all know it's hard it's hard work you know creating something producing something you know, getting the script, getting the actors, you know, choreographing, it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So if I can highlight them and give them a platform to showcase and, you know, watch them blossom as filmmakers, I think that's like a huge, you know, that's the best gift for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And that leads uh, neatly onto the Iron Dragon uh, TV Action Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, so the film festival that you run in Austin, Texas, is that that's been running for a few years now? Is that right? A couple, a couple of years. That's right. We're yeah. going into our third year, and I can't believe it's already our third year. It's, yeah, 
It's it's like a blur, but you know it's been going great. Our first year was amazing. I mean, I, I just couldn't believe how well and how smoothly everything went. Yeah. Last year we had another great year, and this year we're scaling a back just a tad. We're not having as many speakers and panelists as we did the past two years. Yeah. Because we had a lot of a lot of people and a lot of things to cover in a short amount of time. Yeah. So we're trying to just this year pick the best, the best films and some of the best panelists and speakers. And next year we're going to be building up for another huge, like our first year. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Just give us an idea of some of the stuff you've shown on the, on the previous festivals. You show feature films, but you show short films as well. Yes, we have uh, short films, feature films, scripts, even fight scenes, yeah. you know, because there are some people that may not have a script, but they have a really cool set of, uh, you know, a good choreography set. Yeah. We want to see that, too, and we want to highlight that. Yeah. So that could be submitted as well. And um, so we basically take everything, anything action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and from all over, this isn't, it isn't just highlighting Texas. This is all over the States, all, all over the world. Do you show, you show stuff in the UK as well. Is that right? Oh, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. We have UK. Um, our first year, we had some people come from Spain. Second year, of course, we had um, from Japan. We had from France. So the really great thing is Austin is the home of South by Southwest. Yeah. So we have that huge festival and we get people from all over the world. And I think people are everywhere discovering Austin and how cool it, of a city it is. Yeah. So when they hear about, you know, our little festival, they're like, oh, my gosh, we want to go there. Yeah, yeah. we want to go to Austin. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who's going to be there this year or what you've got in store for this year or you're in the planning stages still? Yes, we're still in the planning stages. You know, yeah. every year we get some amazing submissions. I mean, we're looking at films right now and I'm blown away at the talent. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And I'm like, this is indie and this is like you know, should be in theaters right now. <laughs> yeah. Are you noticing any trends with the stuff that you're being sent? You know, um, I'm just seeing really good quality content, yeah. you know, really good action. So there's some amazing choreographers and stunt performers, or I, I, I like to call them action actors because yeah. I want to see these people doing more of their own uh, action and stunts. So I call them action actors. But, um, yeah, really talented people. And as far as styles, trends, that's one thing that we can count on. We'll see a good variety of everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, um, you know, with the John Wick films, yeah. we have seen a trend of those, like, darker type films and intense action. Yeah. Um, and, you know, indie filmmakers are, are doing a great job at it. It's never been easier, really, to actually go and shoot a movie, has it? You know, you see a lot of these short films and a lot of them are just done on mobile phones. It must be amazing some of the ingenuity, the innovation that you, you see from indie filmmakers because, you know, they don't have any money to make them, so they just have to make do, don't they, I guess? That's right, yeah. I always love to watch behind the scenes of, you know, different types of action content being worked on. I just saw something posted... Um, from one of the choreographers or stunt coordinators from Into the Badlands. Yeah. And yeah. he posted how they shot one of the scenes. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I'm yeah. so glad they did that because I'm going to steal that. I'm going to yeah. use that. <laughs> Is that where they, they're actually like sort of flying this camera down yes. the stairs? And then, yeah. They're, yes, yes. Yeah, it's yes. incredible, isn't it? Yeah. That was a little scary, though, to let the camera go. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's a lot of money. <laughs> that yeah. camera crashing. <laughs> Being, you know, a stunt performer and, and and getting involved in the in the fight scenes, I know you do fight choreography, but um, mm -hmm. you know, is that something that you still look out for? You'd you'd still look to do? Yeah, you know, I enjoy it. Yeah, but I think I love the um, wearing the hat of producer now because yeah. it's it covers everything, and it, it's to me the full it encompasses the full art, you know, yeah. of the sound, the visual, the fights. You know, the tone, the color, everything. And, and that's what I really love. You know, I, I guess at the end of the day, I'm just an artist. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I like to see 
everything come together. You know, like right now we're working with a an original composer for our trailer for Joaquin. And it's amazing how music will change and make the feel and everything yeah. just immediately. So a good score can uh, add a, an extra million dollars to a to yes. production, can't it? Really, that's right. Yeah. And I love that. So I, I I would have to say that's my favorite now. But you know, I'm still at the dojong. I'm still training. I'm still great. kicking and punching and taking people down. <laughs> yeah, great, great. Janelle, you're doing great work there in supporting anyone that's supporting indie filmmakers. I think, you know, I take my hat off to them because it's so it's so hard to get a film made, <laughs> let alone yes. to, just to get a film shown then as well is a whole other struggle. So um, yes. to sort of step in and support uh, indie filmmakers is, a, is an admirable thing. So, um, Thank so that's, you. that's great, Janelle. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Ben. I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Have a great rest of the day. <laughs> hey, you're a pretty good fighter. You didn't do too badly yourself. Janelle Smith there. Really great to talk to Janelle and be able to share that conversation with you. She is an incredibly hardworking individual. She is dedicated to sharing her passion for the martial arts, not just through her teaching, but also through her own content as a producer, but also as the CEO of her own distribution channel as well. So it's very inspiring to see and we do wish her all the very best for the future and her continued success. So don't forget, you can download the Iron Dragon TV app that is available now for Android users on Google Play and Amazon. Links for the app will be available in the podcast description for this episode. And the Iron Dragon TV Action Fest is taking place on the 10th of August in Austin, Texas. Head to idtvactionfest.com for all the latest information about that event. And be sure to keep up to date with all the latest Janelle Smith news by following her on social media. She is on Facebook and Twitter under her full name, which is at Janelle Vila Smith. And she is also on Instagram too, at Janelle001. Okay, it's Mindy Kelly time. Mindy is a world champion martial artist who has pretty much trained in the martial arts her entire life, since a very young age at least. And she has been working in Hollywood since 2005, where she has been a stunt coordinator and fight choreographer. Firstly, on a number of music videos, she's worked with the likes of Lady Gaga, Skrillex, Childish Gambino and Metallica and her stunt work in major TV shows and movies includes the Daredevil TV show plus work on Elita Battle Angel, The Dark Knight Rises and Transformers Age of Extinction. Her new movie is called The Art of Self-Defense. It's her first feature film as the stunt coordinator but there's also a lot of other roles that she does on this movie. She's the action designer, she's the fight choreographer and she is also the fight trainer responsible for getting its main stars up to scratch uh, in their karate skills. So that's the stars Jesse Eisenberg, Imogen Poo and Alessandro Nevado, all of which are absolutely excellent in this movie. It's very much a dark comedy, more than a full-blown action movie. However, it is a great representation of Mindy's many talents behind the camera and we cannot wait to see what other projects she will be working on in the future. A huge thank you to Emily Rosenfeld at Submersive Media for all of her help in arranging this interview time with Mindy. The Art of Sound Defence is an excellent movie. It's the second feature film from writer and director Riley Stearns, who made the film Faults back in 2014. It is released in theatres on the 12th of July in the USA. Definitely find a screening if you can and check out this excellent movie. Okay, I'll be back at the end to sign off. But before that, let's hand over now to my conversation with the great Mindy Kelly. First of all, I just want to say how much I love this film. Uh, I saw it yesterday and I'm still, I've been thinking about it all day. Uh, so uh, it really is an excellent film. I just wanted to know, uh, you know, in your press talks and when you've been talking to the media, how would you describe this film to people? Um, it is a 
take down a toxic masculinity. It is a dark comedy set in a realism. Um, it's not in a world that Riley created that allowed us to play. When you read the scripts then, did you just think, because there's nothing, it's such an original film as well, isn't it? Were you struck by that as well? Um, I was excited. I was excited to finally um, have the opportunity to work on a, on a film that, that was unique and that is its own standalone film, that it is um, written and directed by um, an individual that created a world that isn't a remake. <laughs> yeah. That's its own unique standalone film that I feel like um, is going to inspire not just a whole new generation of martial artists, but filmmakers. Um, yeah. And that the story that it... It, res- it, it is going to resonate with a different demographic of martial arts and film fans across the world. Yeah. So um, I was excited to be a part of that. I'm just wondering about your relationship with Riley Stearns. When did you first hear about uh, hear about him? Um, I've known about Riley and his work for years. Um, I... Yeah, I've been a fan of his work um, when he works on Pulse. I have worked with his cinematographer, Michael Reagan, and that's who introduced Riley and I. And um, I was told about the film probably a year before um, actually receiving the script. And then once I got the script, that was about July. And then we were filming in September. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a clip of him putting uh, Imogen Poots in a in a chokehold. So I'm assuming uh, Riley does have a uh, a martial arts uh, background. Um, yes, he's a purple belt in jujitsu. Fantastic, fantastic. So when he said he wanted to do a movie about karate, were you surprised <laughs> with that? Um, no, I was excited, and I was. I was I was excited and thrilled um, at the same time. And then once I read the script, I was completely on board, and I was I couldn't wait to help bring his vision to life. Was it all very much on the page? Then it seems it seems that way. Yes, um, but uh, it was really really nice of Riley at uh, South by Southwest, where he was talking about how he, everybody thought that, you know, um, he knew exactly how the action was going to play out. And he's like, you can write, since he does this crazy con with this monologue, but he really didn't know how that was actually going to turn out. And then he, you know, tried to hand me the mic to talk, but um, I just saw the film for the first time and you can really want very much so since my first film, wanted me to see the film finished for the first time with an audience in a theater. So um, awesome. I wasn't prepared to go on stage or answer any questions. Um, but um, yeah, um, Riley gave me permission to play and in his world, um, he gave me um, trust and with trust um, allowed me to be creative. And uh, I would send him things and his responses would be exactly what I needed to keep going and create. So um, it was it was very much so a fun experience. With movies like this and like indie films anyway, you don't get a lot of time. It's not like a big budget Marvel movie where, where you can spend, you know, six months in previs and you can train all the actors. I just wondered how, how much prep and how much time did you actually have, you know, before you started shooting? Did you have time to do any sort of previs, get some fight choreography over to Riley? Um, so I had a week to train Imogen and Jesse. Right. Um, <laughs> And that was about two hours a day. Um, And we started off with just basics. Like I very much so was just teaching Jesse what it was to be a yellow belt and Imogen what it was to be a brown belt and also a black belt because she technically deserves to be a black belt. That's right. Um, So we did that for a week and not only did I teach them that, but I also teach them the progression of what was going to be needed for the stunt and fight scene. Yeah. Um, because I like to consider movement as an extension of one psyche. Riley created this unique world that is still grounded in the gritty reality, which was, which provided the perfect platform 
to work with the actors in a way that could tell even more of the story through the movement and action. Because yeah. I like to think of what I do is storytelling through movement. Yeah, absolutely. In the sense of like Jesse's training, because he doesn't, you know, that's the joke throughout the whole thing is how proud he is just to have got to his yellow belt. But uh, <laughs> with Imogen, yeah, you had to show someone who, you know, was more skillful than, than the rest of them. Yes, so very much so. Riley wanted Im- um, Imogen. She, so similar to my background, I added contortion and other movements um, to compete against the guys. So I kind of used that mentality also with Riley's notes that he wanted Imogen to be training jujitsu on the side. And that's why that's what she's teaching the children in the children's class. Um, That that's kind of her way to like one up the guys. Um, And so very much so we incorporated that into her fight scene. That was a secret weapon that Imogen had against the guys. Um, And for me, it was fun because we have the stunt double block it out twice. And then no one knew that Emmy and I felt like a boxing coach on the side that has like the secret weapon that was about to come in and, and no one had any clue. And then when Emmy went in, it was just like the whole entire cast and crew was like silent, just in awe. And wow. that's when I knew like, yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> she <Yeah>. killed it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, she, I mean, she knew the importance of, what not only that her role in the film but also that fight in terms of the the underlining message throughout the film so she made me so proud with that fight scene dragon fest Karate in itself, is that something that you have personal background in? I know you've been training in martial arts all your life. I just wondered what your what your own personal connection to karate was as a, as a particular style. Um, I started training martial arts when I was four. I studied Kempo, Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, um, and a bunch of different um, styles. I competed internationally in sport karate. Um, and travel doing martial arts tricking. I'm not sure if you're aware of that, um, yeah. what that is. Um, so I was one of like eight guys that would travel doing that back in 2004. Yeah. Um, right before I started getting into film. Um, so yeah, I, I competed in sport karate and I grew up doing martial arts so this very much so and it's actually crazy because um where we were filming um where i was living there's this competition called the bluegrass nationals and i as a child went there every single year to compete and it was kind of this weird <laughs> serendipity moment where i'm training jesse and all these actors in a place yeah. that i competed every year wow it was a tournament hotel that I competed at for the Bluegrass awesome. I'm just wondering, with your extensive sort of martial arts training and background, are you familiar of those environments that are depicted in the film? You know, those sort of to- toxic environments where, you know, you get uh, an instructor similar to the character that um, Alessandro Nivola is playing in this movie. You do see these characters in the martial arts world, do you? As much as the film is a fiction of some kind, that is prevalent in the martial arts world. I'm just wondering, is that something that you've noticed over the years that you've been training in martial arts? I mean, I think that the characters, each character is relatable and um, people are a byproduct of their environment. And that's, um, I think, films, that's what's so great about films is it's teaching the human condition, but it's also, in a way, like showing you a, a version or side of yourself that you don't necessarily want to see or. Um, think is you and in using film um yeah these characters and these people even though it's fiction um yes of course we all we i mean you have experienced people like this we all have um whether or not it's in the martial arts world or in any um any 
field yeah. um, or profession or school or anything. Um, yeah. It's a heightened world in the film, but it does hit at a truth, doesn't it, really? Being a woman yourself and then training in the martial arts, you've never faced any prejudice or anything, you know, when you've been training in, in, in your time? Um, of course I have. Right. Um, I am a female stunt coordinator. I, um, <laughs> I work in the film industry. Um, yeah. Of course, I've experienced um, toxic masculinity, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, so, not all, I mean, you experience it every day. Being a female fight choreographer, I mean, there's Zoe Bell. There's a couple of people that I can think of. Shauna Duggins, I know, has moved into directing as well. She's a stunt coordinator. But, I mean, it's quite a small... You in, you inhabit quite a sort of small world there. There's not there's not many. I'm just wondering, why why do you think that is? Um, well, I mean, like I said, I've been stunt coordinating music videos since... Um, I think it was like 2010, Lady Gaga, um, the telephone music yeah. video is the first thing that I've had choreographed. And since then, I've been stunt coordinating. Um, I wanted to create a safe place for me and my friends to create art. And so by stunt coordinating, I, I took the risk to, um, to go after something that I then would be able to be the head of my department to make sure that I kept um, my performers and everybody safe. So that was my main drive and um, and motivation for doing so. Um, in this film, I was a stunt coordinator, fight choreographer, action designer, martial arts trainer. I was the whole entire stunt department besides for when I flew in the doubles to execute certain scenes. So, um, I mean, this film isn't just like choreography. There's um, wire gags, there's um, motorcycle scenes, there's, you know, there's not just fights. So um, it was, uh, it was uh, <laughs> the one, one stop shop for this uh, project. Yeah. And to be a great stunt coordinator, I mean, what would your tips be for anyone who's, you know, inspired to to work in this industry? Um, to be a good stunt coordinator is to know your team. And then also, like, my job is to make Riley's vision come to life. But not only that, it's to keep my talent and actors and everybody, not just talent actors, but the whole entire crew safe. And then also make sure that the action looks cool. So um, risk assessment, you know, um, planning ahead of time, making sure that you have the, the, the proper team to execute each thing and that each scene requires a different caliber of talent. Um, so there you see that we have fight doubles and then we have stunt bike doubles um, because there's different skills required for different um different scenes throughout the film so it's just knowing knowing your team and what they're capable of doing and also making sure that yeah like it's it's teamwork to make the dream work is yeah um the most important thing but also the the preparation beforehand um and Making sure, I mean, for me, coming from being a performer and transitioning to being a stunt coordinator, I know what it's like to be a performer, and I think that's also why I was able to work with the actors and get performances out of them is because I speak a language that they can understand, and then I can yeah. get the performances out of them and work yeah. with them and make them feel safe and comfortable, and that, I think, is a... Um, a missing component for a lot of people, but um, I'm so lucky that I've been able to transition and um, have, by, by doing, learned this skill set. Um, yeah. And I think that it's very important that, um, that people feel safe and that they trust you. Wow, I guess you really know how to fight. But still, I can handle him. Run. Ah. Ah. 
yeah. are you noticing that there's a trend that things are changing in the stunt world seeing more opportunities for you know stepping up into stunt coordinating eventually you know second unit and then moving into directing and that sort of thing i mean i i started stunt coordinating and transitioning and doing this um a while ago um I have some coordinating, coordinated um, a ton of music videos, but this is the first time that I've ever said that I stunt coordinated anything. And I guess that's my own insecurities and fears um, of judgment of the industry. Um, you think there would be, the industry would have an issue with that? Um, I have stunt coordinated a national commercial and had someone that I hired stay in front of the whole entire crew that he was a stunt coordinator. And at the end of the day, my job is to make sure that I get my day done. So instead of having an ego battle or to say anything, I just kept my mouth shut and did my work. So, um... Wow. The art of self-defense is survival, so it's, it's surviving in all aspects of life. So you adapt, you learn, and you keep moving forward. Um, but yes, I have had, I mean, like, people, if I was a man, not, you know, not to, <laughs> they wouldn't ask how I got a job. They would come to set and say, thank you, what am I doing today? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But that that is something that happens then, is it? Oh, yeah. With the Me Too movement and Time's Up and everything that, you know, the perception is that this old-fashioned thing is is now sort of in the past. But, I mean, you work in Hollywood. You're, you're, you're dealing with this day in, day out. I mean, you know, surely, you know, things must be getting slightly better. You do, you do see things, you know, improving? Well, I mean, our self-defense was filmed before the Me Too movement had even started. Mm. Um, and Riley very much so made it a point that he was going to hire a female department head. So he was ahead of his time, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he set the tone. He never once questioned my, my abilities and what I could do. Um, but I also have earned by doing um, a reputation that's like why I have a career is that I've worked and have booked jobs by word of mouth through my art because actions speak loud in the words. And I, um, I never stepped back to, to think about the me too um, aspect of everything. I just simply was working and doing my job and trying to make a career for myself. It's horrible to hear the experiences, obviously, that you have had in Hollywood there. But, but um, it's not. It's not horrible because I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't have those experiences. Yeah, yeah. Yin yang. You can't appreciate the good without the bad. Yeah, so I'm yeah, not yeah. a victim. I, I bless all because I wouldn't be who I am today with all, without all the experiences that I've had. Yeah. I am thankful for all of them. They've made yeah. me stronger. And who inspires you in your work, Mindy, would you say? I know you're a big Bruce Lee fan. Do you have inspirations in the martial arts, but also do you have inspirations in the movies now? Yes. Um, if there's one book that I can recommend for any filmmaker, it's um, a book written by Don Steele called They Can Kill You, But They Can't Eat You. I wanted to ask you also, Mindy, I mean, this is such a great film and I, I have a very strong feeling this is going to get some really rave reviews. And it feels to me, it's one of those kind of, I don't want to say like a cult film because that's the, you know, that can be misconstrued, but all my favourite films are what you'd call cult films. Um, but I feel people are going to really latch onto this movie. You, you must be very excited now for this movie to go out so that you know everyone can jump in and uh, and see it this must be an exciting time for you it is um i'm just excited that i was finally given the opportunity to show um my work and that it came from a place of love and trust and i think that that's what created the tone that set everybody to to play and to create this art and i am excited for the world to see what we did um And I hope that people enjoy it. I hope they enjoy the, 
the world that uh we that we played in and that they get to go experience so um, I'm yeah. very honored what are your future projects looking like Mindy do you have quite a bit coming up I do but I can't disclose the name of that yeah <laughs> that's always the way are you seeing more opportunities within the stunt coordinating world do you eventually want to you know go into uh maybe directing i consider myself a filmmaker yeah i'm not um as an artist you're not one-dimensional um and that's the thing is like people they think that you're supposed to stay in a box and I never fit into a box which is also why I also relate to Bruce Lee a lot is that he helped create Kung Fu but he was too Asian for the American audience so they had David Carradine play that role and then he started creating his own world um I consider myself a filmmaker and I will always be evolving and changing and growing um so Yes, this is only just the beginning. Amazing. Well, Mindy, I wish you all the very best. Hopefully I'll speak to you for whatever the next uh, big project is. That would be awesome. That would be awesome too. Thank you so much. That was Mindy Kelly there. So cool to talk to Mindy. Her new movie is called The Art of Self-Defense. It is out on the 12th of July. Mindy's such a huge talent. She's destined for huge things and we cannot wait to see what Mindy does next. We will, of course, keep you up to date on all the latest Mindy Kelly news. You can follow her, of course, on Instagram. And if you don't follow Mindy, then you definitely should, Uh, particularly if anyone is a fan of watching martial arts tricking videos. She is, after all, one of the pioneers of martial arts tricking. Follow Mindy on Instagram and Facebook using the name at Mindy the Ninja. And she is also on Twitter at Mindy Kelly. And you can visit her website. The website address is mindy-kelly.com. Okay, that's about it for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to this episode of the show. A huge thank you, as always, to George Dennis for his ongoing technical support. A huge thank you to Janelle Smith and Mindy Kelly for their time in talking to me for this podcast. And a huge thank you, of course, to you, the loyal food follower who's listened all the way to the end. (laughs) Thank you so much. For your support, I am going away now and recording some more episodes of this show, which should be coming out over the next few weeks and months. In the meantime, do keep it locked to all the usual KFMG pod channels. We are on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And we also have that monthly newsletter as well, in which you can find out all the latest information about this show and also all the latest news from the world of martial arts movies. So until we meet again, do take care. I will see you all again soon on the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Bye for now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.